Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I'm your host. So yeah, it's been a while since you probably heard my voice. Uh, a little over a month, in fact. Uh, I had some computer troubles. I don't know if Adam or Josh addressed that at all, but uh, I could not host the podcast because I did not have the proper setup for it. Uh, but now that we've gotten that all figured out, I should be able to host from now on. Uh, hopefully for far fun future. In the meantime, let me first, uh, before we get into the podcast, uh, introduce my special guest we've got here. First up, we've got Adam Vitali. We just left it up to the listeners' imagination. Like, well, Zach's not here again. Oh, I see. And we'll we'll, we'll let you figure it out. That's the elephant in the room. I see. <laughs> <laughs> we also got Xiao Min Wu. What's up? What's up? Uh, I don't know how long it's been since you last podcasted since I've been out of the game, but uh, it's nice to hear your voice again. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so yes, this is the April 21st, 2018 edition. I should mention that. So yeah, there's not a whole lot to discuss this past week in news. Uh, there were some important events that we want to discuss. Uh, but before we get into that, we always like to talk about the games that we've been playing. Uh, so, oh yeah, I see you're entering information now. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but Adam, uh, it seems like you're probably the only one who really spent time playing video games this past week uh, since uh, the rest of us have been either busy playing non-relevant stuff or uh, not enough to worth discussing. So I, I saw uh, when I was hopping on Steam to try some things out, I saw you playing some Chrono Trigger. I assume you were giving it another go after that recent graphical patch? Yeah, so I'm, I am I finished Nino Kuni 2, and I'm, I'm not really into Yakuza or God of War, um, so there wasn't really any big releases this month that I was like raring to get. Um, I did buy Esate on PC, but as we'll talk about, I decided I'll wait on that a little bit. Maybe they'll, uh, you know, tidy it up a bit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, first of all, one game, yeah, Chrono Trigger, I, they updated the visuals. Actually, updated, they, you know, the opposite of that. They went back to the old style of visuals, or at least have an option for it now. Um, and I hadn't played, so I first played Chrono Trigger when it released on, on DS, like nine years ago. Yeah. Because um, I never had an SNES growing up, and I just never got around to it on, like, the virtual console or whatever. Um, so, and I just kind of figured, you know, you know, I, I wanted to try it out. I know Chrono Trigger is not a very long game, so it's not like a super huge uh, time commitment or anything like that. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's, I just wanted to give it a quick playthrough, and it's, like, I don't know how to put it. Like, I, I don't have that nostalgia tie to Chrono Trigger that a lot of people might. But, like, it's clear to see why it was, why it's so beloved. Um, yeah. It's it's a really, like, well-rounded game. It's not, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It has a fun cast of characters. Um, it's dramatic enough without being, like, too, like, overdramatic or saccharine or anything like that. Melodramatic. And it's it's just it's got a neat art style. It's got kind of a cool combat system, especially for its uh, time where it's not it's turn based, but it's not like random battles. Not really. It has you meet battles on the on the field, if you will. Now they fixed the graphics, so they basically look like they did, you know, originally. There are still a couple of issues though that I'm just kind of you know shrugging off, but it's not ideal in terms of the PC port. One is that it still has the uh, the mobile UI in a lot of places that I kind of gotten used to by now. But like for example, when you're running along any map anywhere, you have a big button in the corner that says menu. Yeah. Uh, and it's like obviously, 
if it was a touchscreen, you'd want that there, I guess, because you just click the menu button. Obviously, if you're playing with controller like I am, you don't need this big rectangular thing saying menu all the time. Yeah. So it'd be nice if they could tidy that out and uh, or something like that. You know, it's yeah. like if but it should just be a button press or something like that. Because chances are most people are going to be playing with a uh, a game pad, and you know, I'm sure plenty of people have played it on an emulator to know what to do about uh, that. And like I've taken a couple of screenshots, and it just kind of sucks how it's like. Look at this. Look, this screenshot looks pretty nice, except for that big stupid menu button up there. Except um, the screen made to design it for keyboard players, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mouse. Yeah. That's that's the uh, thing about that game from back then too. I just want to quickly say is that um, I was thinking about it when you talked about uh, how well designed it is, and I think that's the that's the the biggest part about it is that uh, you know some of my favorite games, uh, Lufia Two and Earthbound and those things. Uh, sometimes you can get lost about what exactly you're supposed to do next, and so some people might reach for a guide, whether it's the strategy guide from back then or you know like a game facts or something like that now. Um, Chrono Trigger is designed in such a way that you never really feel lost at all. It's like they give you just so much of a hint to know what to do next that you never really got stuck. Like if you need to talk to somebody, they'll tell you straight up like what you probably need to do next. I mean, later in the game, there is some sort of a uh, there's some confusion about what exactly to do, especially near the end of it. But other than that, um, I do remember every time I played through it, never getting stuck, and it's it's paced in such a way that mm-hmm. you know you never felt confused or unsure about stuff and i think that's that even back then that was kind of difficult because there's some very convoluted games like i know some of the times in like the fantasy star series i remember playing those and they were definitely definitely had that problem uh but chrono trigger still holds up definitely yeah, yeah. and and i mean like i said i don't have that nostalgic pull to it i really yeah, like the game right. you know um and it, it's it's a very efficient game in terms of like how it's paced. It doesn't like drag on any one point for too long. It's it's, um, it's, it's a rel- it's a good pack game, and I think that it's back at the time when you know people nowadays, especially like in the PlayStation Two era forward, it's like well the RPG needs to be forty, sixty, eighty hours to be you know worth my money. I guess that's part of it is like people trying to use their budget. But Chrono Trigger, you can beat about twenty to twenty four hours. I mean, I I would know I marathoned it for the site yeah. uh, before, so I, I know how to sit down, but like I never felt bored playing it. Like there was even out replaying it because uh, I've actually beaten it uh, to get every single ending in that game. So I I probably passed it like maybe fourteen, fifteen times at, at this point. Uh, but even then, like it's still interesting enough to keep you engaged, uh, even if it's you know the first time or the dozenth time. You know. Mm-hmm. Now one other issue that I actually just tested out earlier today because I wasn't sure how it was originally. In fact, a couple of Square Enix games have had this issue where you have the music playing, right? And then you get into a battle, the music changes to the battle theme. Then when it reverts back to the to the field theme, it starts over. That Final Fantasy IX did that too? Nine and ten, I think, when oh, ten yeah, was 10, ported. Yeah, I remember they packed and I and I actually I actually got broke out my DS copy, like, is that how it always did that? And no, the DS copy, and I'm assuming the SNES version, it it. You know, it, it it keeps track of where the music left off and just continues playing after your after the battle. But yeah, now it, it now it loops and starts over, and so it's like, well, they should probably fix that. It, it, but yeah, it's kind of funny because Final Fantasy IX had that issue, Final Fantasy X had that issue on PlayStation Four. It's kind of funny. I think PlayStation Final Fantasy X had it on PlayStation Four, and then it showed up again on PC. Like they had fixed it. And they ported it again, and they had to fix it again. You've got to make the excuse, because Final Fantasy IX, they remastered it for mobile, and they ported that version to PC, of course. And that's kind of what (laughs) what happened in Chrono Trigger, is that they took the DS version, put it on mobile, 
brought that version clearly we talked about the menu button to pc so you can maybe think about there's like some weird coding issue with that trying to uh engineer it that way but well it's actually kind of it's actually kind of more awkward than that even apparently what they did they didn't just take the existing mobile port and port it to pc what they did was they like replaced the existing mobile port with a new one uh, and then at the same time, release that for PC. That's so right. they did release the new, like client, I think, even for the Chrono Trigger. And like you could, so like, version. yeah, so they didn't, they didn't just port the mobile version, they kind of made a new one, which is, I mean, just a, it's like a subtle difference, but it's significant. Uh, and, and yeah, that's it's, it was kind of awkward how they did that, but it seems like at least they're, they've already released the one update and that they're going to be releasing more. I think the next thing they mentioned was UI, so maybe they'll get to that. Yeah. Um, one other thing Go ahead. I want to mention, um, and I don't know what the original version had on SNES, but this version does have like an auto battle where your characters just uh, attack. Um, wow, that's you know, useful. And I... It's 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 useful when you're kind of retracking through an area and then you accidentally run into an enemy you didn't really need to fight and you're you're you're, you're over leveled and you don't need to like strategize it's just you need to just attack them a few times so it's nice just to yeah. click the auto battle button and have them attack while you just you know wait a little bit um, without having to select it. Now the DS version didn't have that. I oh, was I just missing that, yeah. that earlier. I'm I the, based on the UI here, the mobile version might have had it. But again, it was a new mobile version. So I mean, that's like one bonus thing that the PC version has is this uh, auto attack kind of auto auto battle type system. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I think that you can actually like regularly you could just hold down the button and then maybe. It would auto uh, advance, right? Like normally. I'm not sure, but yeah, this one is actually just like a you like on my controller. I'm playing with an Xbox controller. You just press Y, and it that, that toggles off on on and off auto battle. So basically. Chrono Trigger on PC, it's much better than it was thanks to the visual, like the actual sprite style. But they need to, they really should update the UI and fix that sound bug. And I think those are the main two things that if they can fix those two things, it might, it'll be, you know, might as well be the best version. So this thing, like over a year on, Near Automata is still not getting the attention it needs on PC. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that's not really squaring. Is that Platinum Games, right? They're the ones that did the well, PC port. Yeah, so that's a little bit different. If I remember reading the credits here right, this well, I don't actually know who did this version like specifically, like if they outsourced it. Um, like for example, I know Silicon Studio actually did the Final Fantasy IX uh, PC and mobile yeah, port. I saw their logo, yeah. Um, but yeah, near Automata, it sounds like they <laughs> they just basically haven't contracted. They probably need to pay more money to. They would need to pay more money to uh, Platinum Games to have them devote effort and resources to fixing the patch, but they probably just decided not to. I guess I don't know. They just, just decided in house. I, we we I don't have this listed, but of course, Nino Kuni two got an update. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I I'll mention that. Yeah, they fixed like the multi monitor support, like people with two monitors. There was issues with that among other things. But did your PC version ever update? I don't know if you. Oh, it did. It just it was just a day later than they said it was. So. You never got one point oh one, right? That was the no. That was a PS four patch. Must have been. That's weird. Yeah, that, I thought that was like across it because well, mm-hmm. there was a lot of patch for uh, the PS four version. I think you went through like five different patches. I think if you were yeah, playing a Japanese release. They were confident with the PC release, but not the PS4 release. Oh, well. Uh, but yeah, obviously, 
that's it's good to see that they're giving it the attention it needs because boy it was kind of difficult to talk about the problems about the pc version of chrono chicker because at that time people were like it's a great game why should people complain about the fact that at least we got it on it's it's like <laughs> no no i hate it too. <laughs> I hate that argument. It's like yeah. it's stupid. Like you, you. The biggest fans are also the biggest critiques. I think it's uh, it should be fair enough for us to talk about the problems that are plaguing this release without people jumping on us just because you know we have a negative opinion. Especially when there's like negative reviews on Steam. If anything, even if that's like. The Chrono Trigger is going to sell a lot no matter what. If anything, it pushes these developers to action to actually do something if they see a prevalent issue with their release. Otherwise, like if it was only very, if it was, if it was like all very positive reviews, and then no, everyone would be like, "Well, now what?" They're going to just leave it the way it is, and no, like it can't be done that way. I'm not saying it's that's- always justified, but it's it's that's like one beneficial effect of that stuff. It was. Uh, yeah. I, I mentioned this on another podcast, I think, but it, uh, it was still. It's still like incredibly amusing. Like I woke up like an hour after that announcement was made because it was made, you know, early in the morning. Yeah, super. Uh, and like, I, like the first thing I do when I wake up is I check my email and I see, you know, the press release. Like Chrono Trigger's not on, on Steam, and I'm like, holy shit! Uh, you know, like it came out of nowhere. Um, and then, like, I check onto Twitter, and it's just like everyone's just like. This is shit. Like, what happened? I know. It's crazy. I mean, it was like that same effect when it was announced as when they showed up on, like, Final Fantasy IX, the website that happened to be in both Japanese and English for a remaster. Like, what? Uh, I mean, it's weird because, I mean, there is there was definitely still some issues with, like, some bugs with Final Fantasy IX on, on mobile, uh, on PC, like we talked about the sound problems. But, like, nowhere near like this, which is weird because, like, you would think that the... Final Fantasy Nine would be a much bigger undertaking. Then again, uh, Final Fantasy Nine has that dumb thing with the UI where whenever you want to enter someone's name, it flashes to that weird uh, static image. <laughs> I don't like yeah. that at all. That's pretty ugly. But other than that, uh, they did they did fix that in Chrono Trigger a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's great! They, they do the pop up. <laughs> that's... Yeah, it used to be. Uh, oh, I should one other small thing. Yeah. So first of all, for the uh, names of the characters, it used to be like this like really basic windows GUI for like naming your character that would pop up in the middle of the game. Yeah. So now it's, you know, it's nothing fancy, but it's at least like within, it seems like it's in a menu that looks like it's from the game. So it's like, okay, you know, but, uh, before what, why, why make it different just for the sake of it? I don't know. I don't know, but I do, I do remember. So I'm playing with the controller. Um, and I, I'm, I've actually started a second playthrough, um, to try to get some of those extra endings. And there was one of those one of those anime cutscenes. You know, I watched them the first time through, but this time I'm like, I can skip it. You know, I, I just I just saw this. And then when you try to skip a cutscene, it does a pop up in that old Windows Basic like GUI. An error you, message. <laughs> yeah, it almost looks like an error message. Like, do you want to skip this scene? And you can't actually use your controller to like click it. I had to like actually go to my mouse and you know oh, click yes. <laughs> it's like oh, okay. That's yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, sure, like, uh, obviously that's not, like, a major issue, like, like visuals. It's like, okay, that should probably not stay that way. Wait, is this, was Chrono Trigger, did they use Unity or something like that to make it, to uh, run on Steam? The, I have no idea. Oh, just, I was thinking, like, what kind of engine, like, you think it would have built-in support where you, you can use your gamepad for those boxes, but that's whatever, you know. It's just weird, like, it's, the weird thing is, is I used a button on my gamepad to, like, activate 
the error message. Like I, I forget if it's, you know, start or B, I, just, I don't know what button it was exactly, but yeah. like I wanted to skip the scene. So I clicked a button and it like registered it, but then it's like the, are you sure message? I couldn't use my controller. Like what the heck is this? <laughs> so yeah, I just like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, you think the like common sense stuff that people figured out years ago, they would like <laughs> know that not to put that stuff in games anymore. Uh, having to use a combination of mouse and keyboard and gamepad to do anything to advance through it, no matter what you choose. So besides Chrono Trigger though, uh, I know you've kind of, I don't know if you hesitated or something like that, but you've also been, well, I wasn't on the pad. I wasn't on the podcast last week, so I didn't oh. get a chance to talk about it. Oh yeah. yeah, I know you've been talking in the in the in the Discord about it, but you've been playing some Valkyrie Revolution. I know you and I both wanted yeah. to play it, despite the fact that uh, the reviews being what they were. But it seems like you've been having quite the quite the adventure with this one. Yeah. So a couple weeks ago, I talked about my experience with Valkyrie Chronicles Three, um, and just like before I, I, I didn't listen to the podcast. I love that game. I like it a lot. It yeah. basically, in a nutshell, without going over everything again. Mm-hmm. I Valkyria Chronicles 2, I still like parts of it. Like I, I wasn't ever too put off by like the smaller maps and things like that. Yeah, I um I actually kinda like I actually kinda like um that extra layer of strategy where you can only put five five units on a map and nine units total and you kinda have to like shuffle them around these smaller maps on the battlefield yeah. and you kinda have to you have to you have to, you know, you have to coordinate that, and it's just kind of another layer of gameplay, if you will. They made um, it work for the, story, the power they had, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a different style of game to, like, the first Valkyria Chronicles. Um, like, you, there are a lot more missions in general. Um, you, you basically... The, the, like, the original game has, like, 18 chapters, and some of those have one or two missions. But yeah. here, you, you, there's a lot more missions in general. It's more mission-based. Um, being a portable game, that's kind of that's kind of the way it, you know is it fills itself with content, if you will. Um, but Valkyria Chronicles Two had really terrible like narrative and character stuff, and also the um, the uh, class mark system was tedious as hell. And basically, this game, uh, first of all, I played it in Japanese just because why not? I felt like it. So but, I, well, I, I will say the translation is pretty good. It's just the fact that the way sometimes it was programmed, it can be broken uh, at times. So yeah, I mean, I I played a couple of fan translations where occasionally a, a, te- a line of text appears kind of awkwardly or whatever. But side of the box, um, yeah, that's that's yeah. one of the biggest troubles. But even even just playing in Japanese, you could tell that like the tone in the style of the game was a lot more serious um, this time around. Character. Yes, <laughs> I'll say that. and also. <laughs> Uh, there are the class mark system is much more traditional. Like, and you just use a character more, and eventually they'll they'll class up rather yeah. than having to like grind for random drops. Uh, that, that was bullshit. Um, anyways, Valkyria Revolution. Uh, so I just wanted to play this just to kind of say I did in a sense. Like, I knew it was bad. I I didn't expect to like it. Like maybe I was gonna be maybe I was gonna surprise myself. I doubted it, but yeah. I just wanted to I just wanted to experience it so I could actually like say this was my experience with this game that is not very good. Oh, same. Uh, rather than just be that way, yeah. Um, and so I had heard that the cutscenes were terrible, and the cutscenes are terrible, and it's not like the voice acting or anything like that. I you know the English voice acting is fine, but like you'll have like characters standing still. And they're like barely moving their body. They're just kind of, they're just, their like head is moving a little bit, their mouth flaps. And then like they talk endlessly. The characters are still not moving at all. 
and like the camera is like panning really, really, really slowly over the oh, environment oh, or something. And it's just, miserable. and it's and like, it's it, it, the dialogue is insipid. It's just, it's a lot of it is pointless repeating itself. And it's just like, like oh, I yeah. wanted to, a cliche throw of something. I wanted to like throw something at my TV, like it, on with it. And so long story short in chapter two of 10, I told myself, I give up. I am skipping the cutscenes. You cannot make me watch this. <laughs> I actually watched all the cutscenes because I was writing a guide for it, and <laughs> it was a miserable experience. Like a masochist or something like that. Yeah, I heard that. It's just it goes at like a glacier pace as well, like the text advancing. Uh, so you have to really be imagine uh, being like deaf and you have to read the text as well. I'm sure it's just completely even worse than you can possibly imagine about it. <laughs> yeah, and. So the gameplay itself, like it's not broken. Like like last year I played Caligula, which is a terrible game. <laughs> and that gameplay I almost felt was like broken in a sense where it just didn't even work or make sense. The gameplay here is not like broken, but it's just really dull and bland and repetitive. And you can do um, a lot of recycled maps. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. and bosses. Like, when you fight that, like, twin snakehead boss a second time, like, really? Really? <laughs> Why? Um, that, that was a pain in the ass. It's yeah. like a HP sponge, you know? A lot of the bosses are like, oh, will you just die already? I know how to kill you, but you just won't die. And you fight that Maxim person, like, three times, and you fight the Valkyria woman, like, three times, and they're, they're always, like, the same fight, and it's just like, uh, oh. um And then, like, later maps in that... <laughs> later maps in that level almost feel like I have never actually played a Warriors or Muzo game. So uh, this is not a comparison I can, I probably should make, but it feels like that to me because some of the later maps, like you get swarmed with like 20 like scout enemies and you just kind of run up to them and do like your, your technique or whatever and like knock out like 10 of them at once. It's like, what's the point of this? <laughs> it's, yeah, no. Uh, I think it was designed as like a Musou game in the first place, then <laughs> due to fan backlash to try to add these strategy elements. No, that's, then... Yeah, it's definitely what happened because uh, I think that that was the original billing is that this was going to be an action RPG and after the uh, the tests uh, in Japan, they said that they would make it a little more like the traditional style like you just said. Uh, so they turned it back and made it more like the turn-based style a strategy game, uh, which obviously mutated it into something like a freak of nature of all these things like they collect out instead of like one cohesive vision from start to finish uh they probably shouldn't have done like uh, the whole let's let's test it out i think they did that also with valkyria chronicles 4 a little bit um but apparently that game is underperforming in japan so that's that's not great but it has good reviews it has like it has like an 8.5 rating to to like nines it's a very strong game people actually like it and the game has a ton of content good 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 good. it, seem, it seems like valkyria chronicles 4 they went back to the mold of valkyria chronicles 1 yeah i know i i i i, I browsed a couple of reviews and like the one criticism i saw um this is google translated but you know i can get the gist of it was that it's the game is a, maybe a little bit conservative and that it's a lot like valkyria chronicles 1 in style you know, that's okay. Which you know, honestly, considering everything since then, and considering Valkyrie Revolution is like the opposite, 
it's like sure let's just go back to what we know kind of works yeah it's like, um, it's like two things it was like one is that they should recognize what made the original so good to begin with and we uh we like, recreate that or emulate that because uh, i think that was the problem with the secret of mana remake it's that they kind of forgot what made that game so great and when they tried to like make all these changes to it it, it got lost uh because of that but also, you know, if they try to do something different again, that would upset even more people. And so I don't think they wanted to do something like that. They wanted to play it safe a little bit, uh, clearly, uh, with this one. I think that was evident from the very to- first time it was announced. And then maybe after this, they can play some more with that formula. Now that they've got like a, probably got a different team working on this. I mean, they got, of course, some of the important players. But, you know, maybe now this will like spark some more innovation with this uh, thing. And then once again, make it cohesive, you know. Yeah, hopefully, I, I'm still just kind of amused how even before it released last year in English, the English release, like Sega totally abandoned Valkyrie oh, Revolution. <laughs> it, it, like it went up at forty dollars, and it was like dropping in price before it even released. Uh, and then, five five dollars is the lowest price I yeah, saw. Yeah. Amazon, yeah, we were making fun if we were falling <laughs> the price, but that's Amazon wow. knowing that they weren't selling any copies. <laughs> so yeah, I wouldn't even buy for five. I bought it at like 18 or something last year that it like, cause that, you know, that's a pretty decent price for a relatively new game, even if it's bad, but it, like it just continued falling after that. That game um, is not even a year old at this point. It's crazy to think about that. But also like even at like E3 last year, like Sega Atlas, you know, they had like their 3DS games. They even showed off a little bit of the 13 Sentinels, which is still like, who knows when that's going to be released. Um, and they had Yakuza there. I think they had like, um, they had Yakuza 6 or an early version of it, or maybe a little, Yakuza Kiwami, you know, because that was releasing around the time. Yeah, no, but Valkyrie Revolution was nowhere. Like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, they, I'm sure they had it. And it released, like, right at that time, too. So It's a bit of no confidence in them. That's that's. They probably knew it was a terrible yeah. game. Yeah, it's like, why waste our floor space on that game? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it's sad to hear, but it's I, I'm uh, relieved to know that the reviews were good. Like I've only read about the uh, whole part about it underperforming, but also like the Switch version of Valkyria Chronicles Four was delayed till this fall. So who knows? Maybe that'll be like the ideal version, and like that'll be the one that sells a lot of copies. Because there's been stories about you know these developers finding that their game sells uh, better on Switch than other competing platforms because of the excitement that continues to prevail around that platform. So. Yeah, it was the sales underperforming. It wasn't like the game's reception. It was just the sales wasn't meeting yeah, target goals. You know, if you think about it, like on Steam, Valkyria Chronicles sold a lot of copies. <laughs> to be fair, like it's been on sale a bunch of times for five bucks, but still, like it's still, um, it still was the uh, well, I think the thing that revived the, the franchise. That kind of goes with almost any like console exclusive game in Japan, though. I feel like almost all of them, the, the, the like obviously it's a lot better than it was, but it's still. Like, if you release a PS4 exclusive, and I know Valkyria Chronicles is not, but, like, in Japan, it seems like it's, it, more more often than not, it doesn't quite meet the expectations that maybe they have in pre, in previous generations. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one reason why Japan, Japanese developers are really also focusing on worldwide sales more and more these days. Yeah. <laughs> I should mention, I, I oh. should mention Valkyria Chronicles excuse me, Valkyrie Chronicles 4 has not been announced for PC, but there was that Atlas rep from back then that said, like, you know, he kind of, yeah. 
He kind of heavily implied that it wouldn't be. Like, why wouldn't it be? I mean, uh, considering how much money they made from it being on PC before, like, why would it not? It's. I'm sure they just needed, like, you know, sign the dotted line to make the, them sure. The weird thing about Sega is how they are so, like, segmented, like, especially between, like, Europe and America. Oh, totally. Like, the, the the American side of Sega, which has, like, the Atlas USA localization team, they like they're, like, totally separate from the European side of Sega. Who they actually are the ones who are doing like Shenmue, for example. Uh, yeah. Like they're they're almost they're both Sega, but they're almost like totally separate things. Their PR comes from different places. It's it's and the European side is the side that does a lot of the uh, the PC porting and things like that. Yeah, so it's, it's I mean, I that's think- why like Shenmue, for example, they announced a PC port right away. Uh, I think I mean Square Enix is kind of like that too, at least for the marketing side. And then I think I mean, well, clearly Nintendo is also like that. So it's not like it's unheard of, but. Uh, Sega. They just feel like this. Don't ages. I we still can't play past September on stream on Persona Five. That's how backwards that company is at times. It's just like you know, get get with <laughs> it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, their company's been doing that since the Genesis day. I mean, they were there was a U.S. branch that was competitive with the Japanese branch. You know, they've been doing like this since forever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely been the case. I mean, might as well mention, of course, that when we're talking about Valkyria Chronicles Four on Switch. Valkyria Chronicles 1 was also announced for the Switch, at least in Japan, coming sometime this fall. But that's like the perfect platform, really, for that game, I think. Just because, you know, being able to take that wherever you go, uh, that's why I loved playing uh, 3 a lot. I haven't played 2, yeah. but I, I, love, I love being able to, like, you know, uh, you know, lay in my car and play that game during, like, a lunch break or something like that. Or if I'm on the bus or something. A good thing with Valkyria Chronicles is it does... Two and three actually didn't have this, but the original has. You can save mid battle, so yeah, that's perfect for that game. So, like for a portable game, that's you know that's good. <laughs> yeah, hope it gets localized. I mean, I would be very surprised if it isn't. Cause, yeah, you know, this four was announced for like a simultaneous worldwide release, not a simul- worldwide release. I mean, it was announced it was, simultaneously. That's all. But announced <laughs> uh, that- simultaneously for a. Staggered worldwide release. Yeah, staggered. <laughs> so, that's the word to use. Uh, the, yeah. the announcement was simultaneous. The release was not. So. I mean. Once again, with all the excitement around the Switch, it feels like every game that gets announced will eventually find its way to the West outside of maybe like, you know, maybe some visual novels or something like that. But outside of that, uh, still a lot of excitement around the Switch. So it makes sense that this would happen. So that's it uh, for you, Adam, though. Just a, a couple of those games. Yep. yep. Um, I I want to play more East 8, but I, I'll just wait on them to... I'll talk about that. Well, actually, like you say, so I played a little bit of the PC version, and I was, I think, a little... I haven't played a lot. Um, like, I played, like, two or three hours. Um, and I think I was a little bit luckier than some other people in that I was able to get it running at 4K, and I'm pretty sure it is actually 4K and not, like, pseudo-4K. Um, and I saw that... Fixed, but yeah. I, I saw that there was, like, a window resize issue that people had, and I wasn't really doing that, so maybe that's why. But, um... So I didn't have any crashes or anything. Now, the first thing I noticed when I played the game was terrible, 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 like, V-Sync. Like, it was tearing screen tearing. Yeah, and it was fine because I could force it through my GPU, but it was still not perfect. Um, I think they have they, that was the first thing they fixed already. Yes. But one, the thing that's really holding me back from playing it right now is that it's limited to eight-way movement on yeah, PC. Yeah, like there's dead zones in the, in the analog yeah. stick, right? Um, now the thing is, is like I don't feel like, like I feel like the control is fine. Otherwise, like it's just limited eight eight directions. 
which it's bad. It's a Twitch game. Yeah, it's yeah. So it's like I would rather they fix this. Um, so <laughs> they they um. I also, I've also noticed a couple of shadows acting a little bit oddly. Like I have actually was looking at the shadows, just kind of seeing how they were working because I heard people, uh, you know, mentioning them. And you know, I saw some shadows look totally fine. There's others like, what is that? What is that supposed to be? And yeah. it's just like this really irregular, like flickering thing. Like, okay, that's probably not working properly. Um, I've there's also I know some people reporting amusing things where like character models either disappear or they change into something else entirely. Yeah, there was a tweet. Or a Dogi, one of the series' main characters, is turned into a crab for no reason. Just, oh Dogi's not a crab. He's just standing at the fire and there's two crabs <laughs> next to him, and that's his party. <laughs> crab battle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, while the game is playable for me, because, I, like, I haven't run into, like, running... Like, I can run it with high frame rates, high resolution, no crashes. Like, that, that eight-way movement thing... Like, for example, Final Fantasy IX on PC also has this eight-way movement thing. But for a PS1 game where the battles are turn-based anyways, it's just like, okay, that's fine, I yeah, guess. But for, like, but for an action RPG that's real-time, like they should really probably take a look at this. Now, Nice America has um, basically listed what they want to address, and some things they've addressed already, like the V-Sync issue. Um, they have mentioned that they are looking into like controller detection and input. So hopefully that's what they're looking at for the eight way control among other things. Like I guess later areas in the game have like flickering and the shadows um, and things like that. Uh, So hopefully they like, this is by far the most intricate PC game that Nice America has ported. And I know they didn't do it. They contracted someone else to do it, but uh, at the very least, they're at least seeming to address it. They probably should have addressed, considering how how delayed it was, it probably should have tidied it up before it released, but I guess this is where we're at now. Yeah, I mean, it, there's no excuse, really, because the game was launched mm-hmm. really hot. Like, we would not give an excuse for yeah. this. It's the same as, like, you know, a Battlefield or Call of Duty showing up, like, completely broken. Final Fantasy fifteen being delayed for not, so they can put in a day one patch, and yet it got one anyway. Like, it's still kind of, those kind of things that, you know, even if... I'm not- even if that's the case, like Nice America, they don't have much PC experience uh, with their ports. So, you know, that's part of it. And yeah, they, like so far, it's just been a couple of Sky games and Phantom Brave and like Criminal Girls and stuff like that, where it's like very, very, very basic ports. Or like uh, dungeon crawlers, which yeah, are just text like, boxes, like, and <laughs> you know, to like edit the settings, it's like there's very little that you can do. Uh, so I think part of it is also people are expecting a lot more with this port, which they, you know, if they if they played any of the Nissan ports, it's like you should have probably known what was coming. Not to say that this uh, the blame should be on people complaining about it because it's clearly Nice America's fault, uh, but just that you know. You can kind of see this coming from a mile away. Uh, so I mean, especially after being delayed, like it was supposed to release last October. So like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's been, so it's been a long time. Yeah, like, I don't mean to excuse them. All I'm saying is, at the very least, they're seemingly trying to address it. It's just like oh, I, I totally, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. in total agreement with you. That's kind of what uh, when we had this discussion with the with our other people on our Discord. It was just that you know. Uh, when you try to say something light about that, people think you're defending the company uh, for what they did. It's just more that, hey, 
you know, yeah, they're putting out patches every day to try to fix it. It came in really hot, and they're trying to do something about it. Um, but, you know, if they got a lot of refunds at, because of that, like people are refunding the game on Steam, it's like they yeah. kind of deserved it if they didn't, and yeah. especially with Falcom, uh, you know, expecting that they would they worked with nice america one of the biggest reasons was because they would release a, P, a steam version close to if not the day of the release of the uh the playstation 4 and vita versions then you know after it. this yeah. it's hard to say what will happen but uh you know it's it's really i i like i mentioned before a few times in the past it's like i wish i was like a fly on the wall at the nice america offices to find out you know what was going on during that time of those delays and what those meetings were like and uh you know like maybe they'll do a post-mortem about this that'd be kind of interesting uh because xseed of course does that sometimes with their blogs uh that they'll talk about the localization process and what happened before and after a project was completed so it'd be kind of interesting to hear that i don't know if they're they're in any position to do that and they might not be comfortable doing that, but I think that if they can, uh, you know, you know, atone for this or at least own up to it, that'd be an interesting read. And at least I think that might be, in some way, uh, get people to I don't know if empathize the word, maybe like understand what was going on at that time, because it's like when Trails in the Sky uh, second chapter, all of that stuff was going on with X. Yeah. It was nice to know what happened because uh, yeah, with X like, and Carp folder yeah. yeah, between releases. I think it mainly boils down to last year they were trying to do Danganronpa and Yisade at the same time, and oh, yeah, those are both right. huge games. They were doing like uh, at least for the localization side of it. Obviously, Danganronpa is not as technical, but like huge games with huge scripts. Like I don't like that's I don't I don't think Nice America is, was used to that load, and they just didn't handle it. Oh, so massive, massive games. Like I mean, the yeah. fact that Yisade was trying to be more like the Trails. In the Sky series with all the text that was going on. It's like they were trying to assign like groups of people and then Dongaropa had like multiple editors, like each one assigned a character. That sounds like it was a nightmare mm-hmm. way to happen because the workload must have been extreme for that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh so you know, hopefully they've fixed everything there. Uh and I guess uh one of the weird news, I don't know if you guys brought this up before, but like Nick, who worked on Trails of Cold Steel at XC, uh left uh the company and he hasn't really said where he's going next some of the speculation might be that he could be going to nice america to help him with perhaps yeah. uh localization of i don't know if it's cold steel or it could be the hour zero no kaseki games or it could just be a whole other project entirely because uh, he, be, he said he, he, he said publicly talked, who knows? yeah he said publicly he's staying in like the same area yeah, so like yeah. it, it is one of those companies it's nisa it's like turnsoft it's maybe uh i think I atlas is a little bit different place but yeah so who knows but they're all like they're all right there because i've visited uh, a couple of them mm-hmm. and you know yeah it's like the torrance gardena area in california it's like they're all down here pretty much uh, well, like, mm-hmm. i'd like to see what's going on there but yeah spike Chunsoft is growing so it could be them but uh, especially because all the announcements that they announced uh, excuse me the localization announcements they made uh could be spike that'd be kind of cool Spike is taking over the Danganronpa stuff, I, I assume, uh, sooner or later, because they've been doing this the PC stuff. So that might be next. Uh, maybe it'll well, be. Speaking of Nice America, yes. um, they announced that, well, first of all, Nikpanichi Software in Japan, they finally revealed Disgaea uh, Refine, is what they call it in Japan. Um, now, when this was originally announced, we weren't sure, like, is this a, a total remake, a remaster? What is this? No. Uh, the original, yeah. like, they weren't, they, they weren't exactly clear. And like, we've, we've talked before how it was kind of announced almost as, like, an aside in one of their live streams. Like, yep, we're making a new version. It's coming out this summer. Like, wait. And it didn't show anything <laughs> at that time. 
Um, it's basically a remaster with new artwork. That's that seems to be the majority of the changes is basically art related in terms of character art and sprite art. And so, like, it's based on the screenshots that they finally released. It's like some of the levels are clearly identical. Like, I, I didn't play the game that long ago. I recognize they like they're the same. Um, you know, even the same enemy placement or whatnot. Um, but the sprite work has been all updated for HD, obviously. Um, the characters have new battle sprites or battle uh, artwork for, like, their cut-in attacks for, like, Laharl and Etna and Flan and all that. Um, and some of the uh, some of the uh, dialogue artwork, though, looks the same as, like, the PC version, though, of Disgaea 01, uh, where it's just, it's, it's not, it wasn't really updated. It's just the same artwork, maybe upscaled. Um, so, yeah, that's Disgaea, Disgaea Refine. And then uh, Nice America announced that they are localizing it as Disgaea One Complete, yeah. which is kind of an awkward title. It's the name um, being like Disgaea Five Complete, of course. Like how many how many games do you actually call like Game One Disgaea <laughs> One? Yeah. Yeah. It's Disgaea. So one. It's, I mean, that's yeah Battlefield One. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's 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 not even like Disgaea One PC. It's just Disgaea well, PC. I just think they just don't want their fans confused. I mean, they they released yeah. it so many times. I mean, there was Afternoon of Darkness. There was the Hour of Darkness. Oh, you know, there's this. Don't think we don't talk about that no. one though. That was, but yeah, you, know, you get what I'm saying. There's so many different versions. I, no, just, I, I guess I, they don't want the fans to be confused. No, even even in our uh, even in our little like database for our website, like entering the new game, I, I decided to make a new entry for Disgaea Refine, and it's like okay, so we have Disgaea Hour Darkness, Disgaea Afternoon Darkness, Disgaea DS, Disgaea PC. Like, these are all the same game. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and that is releasing this summer in Japan, like July 26, I believe. And then that's for PlayStation 4 and Switch. And then it's releasing in the West this fall for the same platforms. It's so weird. Um, like we got Disgaea 5 Complete coming this summer for Steam uh, in the West. Yeah. And then Disgaea 1 Complete coming after. It's like they skipped over 3 and 4, <laughs> sadly. Like, two, like yeah. 4 is probably next to 5 is like my favorite Disgaea game because it has Troy Baker talking about sardines, which is always nice. Uh, but I, I would take 4, but I don't really care for 3. <laughs> Yeah, or two. I I kind of like three. I think three. The story gets really good, especially towards the end of it. Uh, and but it also has Vic Minona, who's the voice of Ed from Full Alchemist. So that's also it's also great to have him around too. I've uh, only played the first two Disgaea, huh? and the second Disgaea game. Like I wouldn't say it's bad. It's just like really forgettable. Like I played yeah. through it, and it's like what happened? <laughs> totally, I, I barely remember what happened in that game, and I I it was not long ago. Like what I did. Uh, I started reviewing Disgaea games starting with Disgaea uh, 4, right? Four. Or yeah, did yeah. You just... uh, no, it was D2. Uh, so that's actually right. which was the spiritual, uh, it was the sequel to Disgaea 1. So maybe we'll get a remake or remaster for that too. But anyway, um, and that's actually the D2 game is the one that introduced a lot of the uh, features that come now, like the cheat shop and stuff. That's uh, from that game. But yeah, like I wanted to go back and play all of them up to that point. And so uh, going through that, like, not long ago, maybe three, four years ago, when that game came out, like yeah, I couldn't even tell you what really happened to that. I mean, I know the setup, yeah. of course, is that the everyone in town turned into those monsters, and there's only one guy for some reason that it didn't happen to because he's got plot armor. Uh, but that that story was just like it was kind of eh, you know, it it didn't do anything. Three, uh, like I mentioned, especially towards the end, it got uh, pretty dramatic uh, with the way it turned. Uh, four was just a lot of comedy. Five got serious at points too, especially because it was about this guy, uh, this demon from another realm, destroying all these planets uh, to you know consume them. So that was like at certain points they got 
pretty dramatic, uh, but still like not overly so. Because uh, yeah, I mean, that uh, with that style, this guy, this guy games just clearly have a lot of wackiness and silliness yeah. to them, and that's one just part of the really brand. Good. One is probably yeah. uh, you know, I like how one, like, that's his favorite one because that's the one he reviewed for the site. It's the only one he's played. So um, yeah, makes sense. But yeah, that's that's going to be out uh, sometime this fall. Uh, in Japan, anyway, they announced like a, a limited edition for that. And uh, was it one of the retailers has like this glass, uh, <laughs> like this uh, uh, $100 dollar edition? Yeah, it's it's a really expensive edition that has like this really nice like etched uh, uh, sculpture. I don't know what you call it, like a frame, <laughs> like a glass. It's frame. like the etched etched. It's not ice, it's like but it's laser like etched. etched. Yeah, it's like laser, laser etched. You know, ice block. Only it's not ice; it's plastic. But, yeah, like a design uh, in the side of a yeah. piece, like that. It's 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 just for display mm-hmm. purposes only. But yeah, at least it's one retailer. But it's kind of bizarre. I think that Nice America does have like a special edition for a Disgaea One Complete, right? Am oh, I they sure? do. They, they they have a they have their normal hundred dollar editions That's for right. the old Switch. And PS4, yeah. It has like the printy box, and it's got the 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 dumbest. It has the it has the Etna flat mouse pad, which is because Etna's flat chest doesn't have a chest. Yeah, (laughs) so Japan being Japan about it, I just think it's funny because they've also put up those like marvelous and Koei Tecmo ones that have like the mouse pads where you wrist your arm. It's so stupid. I sometimes Japan just ridiculous but yeah that's that's up on the nice america store Store. maybe it'll come to amazon eventually because they sometimes put their special editions on there too um so hopefully we'll see that but otherwise yeah that's that's going to be announced uh excuse me that's going to be coming up pretty soon so uh pretty good year for disguy people uh sky 5 complete still i mean sky 5 still my favorite entry in the series i think that's what what everyone should buy if they're interested at all in this series especially strategy rpgs uh just check that out I know, Chow, you reviewed that. I don't know if you, you said you like... Yeah, I reviewed five. It was a great game. Great game. All right. So, yes, uh, now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about another thing that's very exciting uh, in terms of what it could potentially mean. So, uh, over in the uh, Gamatsu, that's where this news co- story came from. They, uh, Gamatsu always has their eyes on the, uh, the different uh, trademark authorities around the world. Uh, they... Sometimes cover like the New Zealand or the Australia, uh, the European, Brazil. of course, the ESRB, American uh, Radiant Sports. And so in this case, they found on uh, the European one that Bandai Namco had trademarked the phrase, also Sprach Zarathustra, which happens to be, <laughs> I saw Gamatsu's original tweet, so I, I kind of laughed about this. So this is the subtitle for Xenosaga episode three. Uh, Gamatsu, when they first tweeted about it, just said, is this like a reference to a poem by Frederick Nietzsche? It's like, it's, it's, it's <laughs> come on, guys. Come I'm on. sure, like, I'm sure, like, all of his replies immediately oh, were like, Tino Saga. <laughs> no, come on now. Uh, but it, it was hilarious, and I feel bad for him. But yeah, he, I was like, I, but hey, he found it. So, he <laughs> so, um, there was no other trademarks for the other ones. Uh, so we don't know, uh, uh, you know, whole, whole be... about that. But this was trademark. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I'll get to you in a second, Adam. But it's just that this was trademark in terms of digital content. And so that would imply that now they've got this trademark that they obviously want to do something with it. It could potentially mean Xenosaga HD, uh, the trilogy that Harada uh, from uh, Ben and Emco has been sort of uh, hammering on. He's been, like, and he's been campaigning for that for a long really time. work out because yeah. there was not enough interest. But it seems like now that Dot Hack Last Week Code, maybe uh, they got um, they got that out. Maybe they're like, we got a, these other properties we could be just doing something with. I them. think... Well, obviously, the best case scenario here is that it's like a trilogy re-release, like what Dot Hat got last year yeah. for PC and PS4, 
you know, upgrade visuals. Let's add dual audio. Let's uncensor it. I'm not even a big censor guy, but some of the censorship <laughs> in, the chest. in yeah. three is yeah. is like actually like egregious. And well, most of our censors, like they got rid of the blood. I mean, we got we seen people impaled, and there is no blood. You know, like you know, like if the if the localization like adds a little bit more clothes to someone's cleavage or whatever, I'm just like, who cares? personally but like xenosaga 3 like there's actually like scenes where there's supposed to be blood and it's like completely removed and it's actually like confusing like literally legitimately confusing like like when i'm playing this as a teenager (laughs) like like a person one there's a scene at not to spoil it where they're holding blood in their hands but in the English version, it just looks like they're looking at their hands for some reason. Oh, and I'm like, what are they like, doing? So <laughs> <laughs> just checking this. I mean, there's like other so, yes. things that they could potentially do. Like, one of the coolest things uh, when .hack GU last week code was uh, uh, leading up to its release and following that is that if you follow the CyberConnect2 Twitter account, um, even now, like, you can check this out. They were posting all the different changes they made, like the text that used to be illegible, uh, completely, like you couldn't see anything. It was so blurry, or at least that they didn't really bother. They fixed all that, where now all the text in the backgrounds for like the message boards and, and things like that, like on the desktops and even in the game, of course, uh, is fully legible. And, and uh, you know, it could even contain some clues about what's happening in the game and some fascinating stuff, like the different characters, the art was updated. So, like, that stuff could be really interesting to see. Like, I can't think on the top of my head about what exactly that would mean for Xenosaga, but, like, one of the things I would like to see them do is fix a lot of the lip syncing issues, especially with the first game. Cause that, it did the whole classic, like, old anime style where, like, their lips would be flapping, but nothing would be coming out, or, like, they would still talk while the lips were closed. That was one of the weirdest. I remember that around that time, a lot of reviews sort of criticized that. And I, you know, it's very evident when you were playing it that this is just kind of awkward. Now, I highly doubt they're going to do, like, what they did with Dot .hack and do, like, a, a fourth chapter. No, I highly doubt that's going to happen. I'd love that, but it's not happening. Yeah. No, it's, that'd be, like, um, it, people would die if that happened. It, it, now, worst-case scenario is, uh, I guess, that this was just trademarked for, like, no reason, like, just in case, and then nothing comes of it. No, I, I, but I, yeah. it, it, who knows? It, maybe they're just uh, – trademarks are always really weird, or, like, licenses and things like that. Like, maybe they just decided they can put, like – the third game on like the PS2 for PS4 and like that's it. Just the th- like, oh, you kidding me? Just the third. That'd be, that'd be like, that? I mean, hey, I mean, they because they only trademarked the third game. And it's just like maybe they just wanted to be one big package. They don't I think, need. I mean, it's kind of like kind of like Square Enix on the PS2 and PS4 stuff. Honestly, I mean, I I, oh. I I I I know what you're talking about, but like, well, kind of like how Square Enix put up Star Ocean three, but not Star Ocean two. And oh, I assume we're talking about like an episode. I know you started uh, Xenosaga on episode <laughs> two, but I, that's not the the natural. Th- I don't think they would do that. Um, I mean, I understand <laughs> where you're coming from, but like I, I push back on that idea because for one thing, this is the first time we've had of anything being trademarked for Xenosaga in a long time, and also we're talking about them trademarking Xenosaga episode three, not the subtitles for one or two. Uh, so the, like if we're talking about like the age of the of the trademark, not not you necessarily, but like generally speaking, if we're talking about that. Why would they not do that? And why would they trademark it for specifically for digital content if they didn't, you know, want to do something regarding that? Because there's nothing else special about it, really. I mean, who knows? It's. I mean, that's the fun about. I it. mean, I, it's been a while since I played. I played the trilogy like three times, I think. Uh, you know, it's been a while though. I'm like totally up for a new another playthrough. So that's a lot of cutscenes. <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah, that's a lot of sitting. Uh, I, I think this is like around the time you couldn't skip the cutscenes either, right? 
I don't think so. Uh, no, that was like one of those. T- it's like when you go back and play the ten or something like that. Like, oh yeah, this is at the time when they couldn't skip cutscenes. Uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, obviously, this is just, you know, harmless uh, speculating on our part to find out what exactly is going on here. But, like, honestly, um, it's also, yeah, bizarre that they would only trademark this particular one, uh, but not the other ones. But, you know, all we can do now is hope. Uh, but uh, coming off of the fact that uh, .hackGU uh, last week code was announced out of nowhere, like it was a magazine, I think, uh, that that was revealed, leads me to believe that Ben and Emco is being more open about bringing their older properties back uh, to, you know, try to either gin up interest or at least uh, get people excited about Xenosaga, especially because they own the property. Uh, obviously they can't do anything about Xenoblade or Xenogears, but like the fact that, you know, there's a lot of people excited about this particular thing and they would love to see it, especially Cosmos appearing in other properties. It would just mm-hmm. be some nice, at least closure for that game that we've been playing her and like Project Cross Zone. <laughs> It'd be nice to see her in here too. Uh, but hopefully we'll hear about that soon. Uh, not a whole lot else in, in terms of news. It's to quite a week. Uh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Just a, it's been a, it was a quiet week on the yeah, news front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a quiet week. Uh, uh, just briefly, there was a new Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer. It showed a bunch of like mini games that would be uh, not not a bunch, maybe like a, a few anyway, a handful of different mini games. It seems to take after sort of that Game and Watch or Tiger Electronics style, uh, which is kind of makes me think that we'll be playing a Tiger Electronics world, which I fucking hate that idea. <laughs> <to> the- <laughs> that seems miserable. I uh, hope it's just straight up that handheld, but. I growing up, I remember playing those games and buying a bunch of those devices, and I don't know why. Like, I think we owned one of those um, Tiger Gamecom systems. Yeah, we definitely did. I think it's still in our home somewhere. Uh, boy, I remember having a baseball game, yes. one of those LCD games, and like playing it when I was like really young, like four or five or six, and like because those sure things were like in the eighties. More than a game, yeah. the Game Boy did. That's how. Oh yeah, I think that I mean, these are the type of these are the type of things you would like pick up. Like at a toy store. I mean, I know you can buy video games at a toy store, but they're it's kind of it's kind of a weird direction to have that be mini games in Kingdom Hearts. But I guess who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going into like I think they were still making those like at least in the late nineties, early two thousand. So there was still around. Uh, for a while, like those watches you would buy with those games on there. But, you know, uh, it's interesting to see that they're going in that direction and having some more fun with it. Uh, like there was that one about like building a uh, sandwich for the people. And then also like like uh, you would like go across the screen bonking people with a hammer, I think. Uh, Sora was doing that in their in their Tiger Electronics form. But, uh, you know, if they take that world, um, like there was some, you can see some sense of that. Like they were going up and down those little platforms. Like there might be some story related stuff involved with that with that design that i think i think the, the trailer didn't really indicate this but i believe some interview or somewhere revealed that um or at the presentation at a uh, the dandelion festival which is a kingdom hearts festival i guess yeah um, kingdom hearts cross yeah for the mobile game and they kind of this was like a teaser for the people who went to to attended um they said there's going to be like 20 of these mini games and they kind of like unlock as you get as you progress through the game you get a, more and more so you know, obviously, mini games are not new to Kingdom Hearts at all. It, those games usually have Kingdom Hearts usually has a ton of mini games, so I guess this is a set of them in the in, in Kingdom Hearts three. One kind of one kind of very small, semi amusing thing was the trailer gives us a brief look at a couple of NPC characters from uh, Twilight Town, which is a yeah. location in uh, Kingdom Hearts two and and later. Uh, like these characters aren't really super important. It's a uh, Pence, Alette, and Hainer. 
Um, and we, they, they, it's kind of funny that we get to see them and they all have new clothes. Um, and I, I saw some people kind of joking that we get to see how these NPCs look in Kingdom Hearts 3 before we see, like, Kairi in Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> That's right. <'Cause>, love <laughs> yeah. We've seen Sora and Riku and uh, I think that might be it, like, the main characters. But um, obviously all the bad guys just wear all the same stuff anyway, so no one cares. But. Oh. <laughs> Man, I, I wonder. You know, hopefully they'll have a, like a big reveal soon because when exactly? Is, I, I assume Kingdom Hearts three will be out like maybe November, December. Yeah, it's not. It seems like for Square Enix, Dragon Quest is like their fall game, and Kingdom Hearts will probably be like their holiday game. Yeah, the holiday sure. game that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I guess far, Square Enix also has a uh, on the Western side. They have Tomb Raider coming out this year too. Yeah, they just they finally did the reveal for that. Uh, just yeah, today or yesterday or something like that. Or I don't think they have it yet. I thought they were doing it soon. Oh yeah, maybe it's just a reveal. I actually I don't have it up right now, but I know that we someone posted about it on our Discord. But you know that was leaked ages ago. So uh, April twenty seventh. They're revealing it like truly. <laughs> that Tomb Raider game was like the leakiest thing. Oh yeah, they announced uh, the announcement. Yeah, they did that. Oh, God. Anyways, uh, they're um they're revealing that next week, and that's I, I was just kind of thinking Square Enix games this fall. They have Dragon Quest, they have Tomb Raider, they have Kingdom Hearts, and those are the There's big something ones. Something like in. July. Oh, Octopath, of course. Oh, Octopath. That's kind of like that Square Enix Nintendo kind of partnership type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. so that's that. And there's also there's also like the World Ends with You. I think the World Ends oh, with You is yeah. every time. I yeah, I completely that, forgot. That's like, oh yeah, they announced the final remix <laughs> during Nintendo yeah. Switch conference. That's wow. That's crazy to think that that's a thing that exists. Uh, but you know, it's also a bummer that that's not the World Ends with You too. But that's you know, we'll take what we can get at this point because. Uh, Nomura needs to get his projects done before he moves on to another project, because <laughs> boy, we're still waiting uh, for Final Fantasy VII Remake, and of course, Kingdom Hearts Three. So, the last piece of news that we've got here, uh, this was just a tease uh, from SNK. Uh, they announced that they're going to be making their own micro console or mini console, the Neo Geo Machine. Now, this is in celebration of their was it the fortieth anniversary? I think maybe. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've been around a long ass time. Uh, but yeah, that's they're working on their own, and that's pretty darn cool. I mean, this is not really relevant in terms of like RPG news because uh, I can't think off at the top of my head an RPG that SNK has made. But uh, uh, Samurai Showdown, the RPG. You ever play that? I, I did report on that before. <laughs> I should know that. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, the fact that that's a thing that existed. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was. I think there was a couple RPGs as well about that. Wait, wasn't Crystallis? Was that a SNK thing? Yeah, that was. That was Crystallis, of course. What am I? Th- yeah, well, you wouldn't play on the Neo Geo machine. No, no, no. That's obviously a Nintendo property. But that's going to be part of their uh, SNK like collection that they're putting out with the special edition on the Switch. Uh, that's Crystallis is on there, which is great. Like, I would get it just for that. Honestly, Crystallis is such a damn cool game. Uh, beautiful still. Um, but yeah, that's that's. That's going to be announced. Uh, it'll probably have Metal Slug on there, but also Samurai Showdown, of course. Maybe they'll have like a Guru Mark of the Wolves, which would be great. Uh, but they haven't revealed any titles for that. I just thought it was cool that the fact that you know we got Nintendo releasing the errors, obviously Sega doing one of theirs with which with Hat Games. 
son of a bitch. Why at games? I don't know why. Uh, and then now you've got SNK getting into it. So hopefully it's more than just their little set top boxes, the weird like plug and play things uh, that you sometimes see. Uh, it looks like a mini arcade machine. That's what I'm thinking. It know? looks really cool. Uh, the concept sounds amazing, and I and you know it really does push forth the message that SNK is really back uh, in, in a strong way with all their games coming out. Like uh, you know, King of Fighters 14 strongly received, uh, and they've got the upcoming that the women of King of Fighters. I forget what the game is called. Uh, do you know what it was, Chow? Uh, SNK Fighting Heroines? Yeah, yeah, Fair, yeah. Fighting Heroines. Uh, that's going to be out soon as well. Uh, East America, speaking of which, is working with them on that. Uh, but that's um, that's good for them, and I'm, I'm I'm excited about that. And you know, hopefully, we'll see something about that, especially people who want to mod that day, and we'll see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, that's about it for the news. Um, just to briefly mention where I've been. Yeah, I actually I built a whole new computer, so I'm excited about that. Uh, AMD put out some new processes recently, so I hopped on that bandwagon. I found out what the problem was. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this in our Discord about what exactly kept me away. Uh, so I bought a new computer case, and I was moving my motherboard into that new case. Suddenly it stopped working. Uh, I think I found out what the problem was when I was getting it. Uh, the new stuff set up is that um, so try to keep this in layman's terms is that so of course you need to power your motherboard when it's in there so you got to put in this giant plug into it i didn't know that on the top left of the board there's this power plug for the cpu the processor and so i don't think i actually plugged that in on my old one so i think i may have done myself a disservice by staying out for this long because i think i could have fixed the problem i think i may have also short-circuited it when i was moving the motherboard anyway so uh it probably didn't matter I've only built one computer, so I'm no expert. But yeah, getting that PSU, those like the main plug, and then like all the tiny little plugs you have to get in on uh, not for the CPU, and then like all the different LED plugs and all those different things uh, into the. It's crazy. I think the I think the good uh, the <laughs> way I found it was that I bought a power supply that is what's called fully modular, which means that um, instead of having a bunch of cables coming out of the pr- uh, power supply that you have to s- plug into everything, it's that you only have to use the plugs that you need to use. And so yeah. on the back of it actually labels on there. Yeah, you may have gotten one of these too, Adam. But like on the back, it tells you like this is where the one for the motherboard goes. This is the one for the the video card, and this one is the one for the processor. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, it's because I think when I looked at the manual for my old motherboard, it said something like, some power supplies or some motherboards need to have this. Some don't. And so I just assumed that mine was special yeah. and didn't have to. Uh, but yeah, uh, and now that everything's all fixed up, I actually um, tried recording some footage of uh, the new Mega Dimension V2R, which we'll have a review up in a couple days uh, for that because that's out real soon here. Actually, it's out on May 8th, but the embargo is coming up a lot sooner than that, thankfully, because it's... Mostly the same game. Uh, but I was able to record, you know, 1080p, 60 frames on that. So uh, hopefully that'll mean more video content on our YouTube channel uh, that's in full quality. And so I think people will appreciate that. Uh, more streaming coming up as well. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about doing that stuff. I know, uh, like, for example, Josh is already doing a bunch of stuff right now. Um, he's in the middle. The reason he's not here is that there's this big Monster Hunter World event going on right now that he's a part of with a bunch of parties, uh, a bunch of users on our Discord. So you know, anytime people are still playing Mots in the World, by the way, hop on our Discord if you want, and you can join a party. You can find that at discord.me slash RPG site. Uh, but let's wrap this up with the rest of the places you can find us at. You can always find us on RPG site.net. 
You can find us on Twitter, just uh, handle at RPG site, facebook.com slash RPG site net, a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash RPG site net. Now that my computer's back up, we'll bring back episodes of Magic Night Ray Earth. Uh, there's been a long delay of that. I still got some episodes in the cooker, but I wanted to have my machine all set up so I can continue to play through that. So go there if you want to check out my full playthrough of that. That's ongoing for, uh, for the Sig Saturn. Uh, also, you can find us on iTunes, your favorite podcast app. Just search for TetraCast. Find us there. Uh, lastly, uh, lastly, we'd like to show where you can find us on Twitter. So where can they find you? Ciao. I don't use Twitter, sorry. Oh, that's why I wanted to introduce you first, because I know you don't have one. Adam? K-I-N-G underscore S-E-D-A. Great. Uh, and you can find me at Zach Grease. So that's it uh, for this April 21st, 2018 edition of the TetraCast. Thank you, Adam and Chow, for being a part of this one. Catch us next week with hopefully have more news. Uh, but see you all next time. Bye.